I'm pulling out of the parking lot. We all know what that means. It's time to drive to work. And I took my son to camp. Okay, so today, um, so one of the things that we have to do all the time in design is what I call tweaks, which is, look, so one of the big things about making magic is really what we're trying to do is most of the time, the vast majority of what we do is the same game. Um, you know, probably, I don't know, 80% or something of any one set is mostly the same, you know, there, there's a four-fifths of any set probably is just the same as any other set, that there's a lot of basic overlaps. There are a lot of certain effects happen at certain rarities and certain colors that there's a certain sort of staples to the way the game functions. Now, that 20%, that one-fifth, you can make a lot different by changing. You don't have to change a lot. You know, you can change a little to change a lot. One of my sayings. Um, so you don't need to change much. And the fact that we change maybe 20% is a huge deal. That that makes sets feel really different from one another. But the reality is that when you're building a set, that more of what you're doing is sort of the status quo than it is, you know, reinventing the wheel or doing something brand new. Yes, there's new stuff. Yeah, you tend to build around the new stuff, and you tend to pick old stuff that reinforces the new stuff, but a lot of what you do is old stuff. So, one of the issues in general is, like, there are certain effects we do all the time. Um, so, for example, in Green Common, I'm going to have a giant growth. I'm going to, I'm going to, for one or two mana, I'm going, as an instant, I'm going to, usually instant, sometimes sorcery, uh, I'm going to make your creature bigger for the turn. I'm just going to do that. That's something green does. That's something you're always going to see. So the idea essentially is, um, while we definitely reprint cards, we definitely repeat things, we definitely do things we've done before, um, one of the things about having sort of the same staple effects all the time is we do what we call tweaks. So what a tweak is, is it says, let's take something that we do, we normally do all the time, and figure out how to do it slightly differently. Um... So I'm going to use giant growth as my example today, just because uh, every set has a giant growth. Um, for somehow, those that don't know what I mean, the original giant growth was in alpha. It costs one green mana. Target creature gets plus three, plus three, plus three till end of turn. Um, giant growth shows up all the time, and we do giant growth variants in literally every set. We don't make a set without a giant growth variant. I don't even think that's possible. Um, so I'm going to talk today, I'm going to walk you through sort of some of the how exactly you can do tweaks and how you do them. Um, and notice, by the way, that you can tweak any kind of spell. I'm going to start talking about um, about giant growth, but then we'll, we'll, we'll get into creatures and stuff. There, there's ways to uh, there's ways to tweak creatures just as, as there's ways to tweak um, spells. Okay, so first off, when I say a tweak, what does a tweak really mean? Well, a tweak means that the card is fitting some basic archetype from a structural standpoint. Uh, giant growth is a good example. So when I say giant growth, what do I mean? Well, I mean green tends to have a spell at common that allows you to make your creature temporarily bigger. Usually that is a combat trick, so usually it's an instant. Um, so first off, the first thing you can tweak is the card type. Um, you can go between instant and sorcery if it's a spell. Um, and sometimes, actually, with giant growth, sometimes we'll make it uh, an enchantment. For example, let's say we're having a set where enchantments matter um, or, or enchantments play a role. Maybe what I want to do is do 
uh, an aura that has a um, flash on it so that I can, you know, that I, I'm able to sort of surprise you, make my creature bigger. Oh, but the tweak on it is it's an enchantment. It's an aura. It's not going to end at end of turn. Um, in fact, we even had in Mirage, we had a cycle of auras that you could cast normally as auras, but if you cast them as instants, then they went away. So that's a good example of a card that kind of was a giant growth, but functioned as something else. Um, so we can change what card type it is. Usually for a spell, it means instant or sorcery. You know, giant growth is traditionally an instant, but hey, we've made sorcery versions of it. Usually you, you get a little bit more boost if you're a sorcery. Plus four, plus four or something traditionally. Um, okay, so that's the first thing you can do is you can kind of change sort of what card type it is. Um, sometimes, for example, the giant growth effect. So sometimes what we do for the spell effect is instead of making it on a spell, instead of making instant or sorcery, we'll make it an enter the battlefield effect, for example. So if I have a creature with an enter the battlefield effect, target creature gets plus three, plus three, um, I could do that normally, so it's just kind of like a, a sorcery version, or I could put it on a creature with flash, and then now it's kind of like an instant version. Um, so giant growth... I can put it on an instant, I can put it on a sorcery, I can put it on enchantment, I can put it on a creature. Um, in theory, I could have a land maybe that, I mean, probably wouldn't do plus three, plus three, but I can imagine a land that maybe when it enters battlefield has a trigger where target creature gets plus one, plus one. Um, we've definitely made planeswalkers that one of their loyalty abilities is making creatures bigger. Um, what am I forgetting? Uh... Artifacts. We've done artifacts that done that as well. So, like, any... You actually can use any of the card types to sort of get across this thing. And the idea, essentially, is I want to have a giant growth-like effect, but that part of what makes each set different is how I execute upon that will vary as sort of how it plays. Okay? So, obviously, I, I, can, I can change the card type. Um, and that is something... One of the tricks, by the way, is... You normally have so many creatures and so many spells. Um, because you have less spells, it's the tighter resource. So sometimes what happens is I use up all my spell space and I still have a spell-like effect I need, but I don't have space for it in spells. That's when I'll do things like the creature. Oh, there's, actually, there's a couple different ways to do creatures real quickly. So number one is, let's say I want to do giant growth. I can have a creature that enters the battlefield and giant growth. You know, target creature gets plus three, plus three, or some, some boost. Or I have a creature that I can sacrifice the creature to get the effect. That's a thing we also will do. Um, sometimes I'll do. I can even do a repeatable effect. We do that last, and not not a common. So usually this isn't the common slot. Usually if I'm trying to fill the common slot for giant growth, it'll either be a creature with an enter the battlefield effect, or be a creature with a sack effect, because I only want you to get it once. Um, uh, also, we've done stuff like seals, which are enchantments that just sit there that you sacrifice to get the effect. So a seal of strength, I think it was called, was essentially a giant growth that my opponent knows I have it. It's sitting on the board. That's why we don't do a lot of these. But um, the idea is I cast it when I have the mana, and then whenever I'm able to use it, it's just sitting there. I can use it whenever. Okay, the next thing that we will look at um, is sort of cost. So, you know, we can... We can mess with numbers. So giant growth, for example, not every effect has a number in it. Things with numbers are a little more tweakable. Um, but giant growth, traditionally, is one mana, one green mana, four plus three plus three. Um, so one thing we can change is, well, what if it is, um, costs a little bit more, but it's plus four plus four? 
What if it costs a little bit less, but it's plus, or not a little less, it's one. But what if it has another ability with it, but it's plus two plus two? So that's another thing that we can do is that we can sort of affect whether or not something else is used with it. So for example, maybe I grant you plus three plus three, maybe I grant you plus three plus three and trample. Or, you know, maybe plus two plus two and trample if it's a smaller spell. Um, you, trample is the most common thing we add on. Uh, we've, we've added other things on as well. Um, so the idea essentially is you can add something to the effect. So the effect, you can play around with numbers, you can play around with how much something costs, um, and usually, the Jaguar's weird in this case because it's cost one mana, but let's say for a second I pick something that costs three mana normally. Uh, the range I have is I can make it more expensive than normal to get a bigger effect. I can make it less expensive than normal to get a smaller effect. Um, or the other option I have available to me is I can make it less expensive, but there's another cost. Hey, it only costs one mana, but I have to pay life or sacrifice a creature or I have to do something that's, a, that's another kind of payment. Um, so you can mess around with that. You can mess around with the different kind of payments. Um, for example, we've done giant gross in the past where instead of you paying extra mana, you give life to your opponent. Or we've done ones in which you, know, you, you have to sort of discard another card of appropriate color. You know, that there, there can be different kinds of um, costs associated with it. Um, Another common tweak that we will do is, and then this is actually a super common one, is we tie it into the mechanic that's one of the mechanics of the set. So let's say, for example, uh, we're doing a mechanic that's a spell mechanic. We're doing flashback. We're doing buyback. We're doing cycling. We're doing uh, kicker. Whatever effect that we're doing, something in which you you need some base effect to add something onto. I'll use cycling as my example because we just said cycling in Amaket. Um, so cycling says, okay, I want to give me the option of cycling something away. So there's a bunch of ways you can make use of that. One is I can make a, a situational giant growth. Although giant growth, giant growth is a little weird because it's not super situational. Um, but I can make something in which, you know, maybe it's a, you know, like um, when I talk about changing around numbers, like sometimes to go high in rarity, will do the same effect, but really big. Um, so, for example, Mita Oaks was a good example where it was a rare card, but it was plus seven, plus seven. So, um, part of how we scale is you can sort of go really big if you're trying to make big, splashy effects. Um, so, with cycling, for example, we might want to do something that's bigger and splashier, but more expensive. So, maybe earlier in the game, when you just need land or something, you could cycle it away. We could do a tweak on it. Um, we could do something where maybe you're getting plus three or plus four, but if you cycle it, maybe you get plus one, plus one. In addition to the card, you get a little tiny version of the effect. Um, so whatever we do, uh, another big part of tweaking is taking your spell and then finding a way to adapt it to the mechanic of, the, of, of that particular set. Um, whatever that set is, you can find that version of how to do things. Um, and like with giant growth, for example, giant growth is the kind of thing that normally we try to put whatever the spell is. If, if there's a spell that can be applied, we normally do that. Oh, sorry, a yawny today. Um, so, for example, like one of the first things we do when we get a new mechanic is we try to like usually when I'm testing out the new mechanic, when we're making the very first cards to see whether it will work the very first thing we tend to do with a new mechanic is just put basic effects on it. 
Um, and Giant Growth became very popular. One. Giant, in fact, Giant Growth and Lightning Bolt. Probably I've made more test cards um, testing out new mechanics with Giant Growth and Lightning Bolt. Because they're a nice, clean staple. You know you're going to have them in the set. Um, okay, so another thing you can do beyond the me adding mechanics to it is sometimes you can just play into the theme of the set. So it's not a mechanic per se, but it's something that sort of plays in what's going on. Um, so with Giant Growth, let's, let's say, let's give an example here. Let's say um, there's a theme of duality or there's a mechanic in the set that, you know, there's heroic that cares when you target things. Um, so maybe the set wants sort of dual targeting for some reason. That, that's a little mini theme you're doing. Oh, well, Giant Growth, instead of making one creature plus three plus three, maybe makes two creatures plus two plus two. You know, you can change sort of how many targets it has. You can change sort of um, what, what you use it on. Sometimes you add extra restrictions. Um, sometimes what you do is you do a conditional thing where um, you get upgraded. If, we, if we're doing a mechanical like kicker or something, we do that. You know, plus two, plus two, but could be plus four, plus four. Um, and sometimes what you want... Sorry, I'm sure I'm talking tired today. Um, sometimes what you want to do is you'll care about something that's, that's key to the set and you say, okay, normally it's plus two, plus two, but if you care about the thing that's key to the set, then it becomes plus four, plus four. Um, that's another very common thing we can do is sort of make it... Or... The other thing we do sometimes is we'll make modal cards where you have more than one choice. So sometimes what we do is we'll make we'll make a staple effect part of a modal choice. Usually when we do that, we shrink it a little bit. Like if you're part of a charm or something, you're probably getting like plus one, plus one, or plus two, plus two. Probably not plus three, plus three. Um, because you're trying to... You, you want something that's more of a fraction of a spell. So sometimes you do tinier versions when you're trying to do that. Um, other things you can do when you're trying to tweak a spell is sometimes you can sort of, um, we'll use it for flavor sometimes. Let's not, you know, there might be a, a big um, point in the story where a certain character does something. Uh, oh, yeah. Sometimes, by the way, um, so sometimes we reprint things. That's not technically a tweak. But sometimes what we do is we want the effect. We basically want the card, but for some reason the flavor of the card doesn't quite match. Or we want to use it to tell a story or something, and by tweaking the name a little bit, we can get there. Um, Giant Growth is a more generic name, but we definitely... You know, I can imagine having a story point where the, the, that's a beat of it, and maybe instead of calling it Giant Growth, we call it a different spell. Um, the one thing we have to be careful of when we do stuff like that is when we make a tweak and change the name is... Uh, you have to figure out whether there's format that having eight instead of four matters in the format. There's certain cards that are powerful enough that you have to be careful not to sort of give them new names willy-nilly because they can actually change, you know, the, the, the having a different name can really mean something unless you get five to eight cards in your deck. It lets you get extra cards, five through eight cards in your deck. Um, but it is very common for us to sort of make changes in things so to sort of better fit the dynamic of the story. Um, so other tweaks we can do, um, like I said, we can mess around with costs, we can mess around with effects, we can mess around with targets, we can mess around with, with the volume of the effect, we can mess around with additional effects. Um, okay, so let's get to creatures. So that, that's spells. Like you can, there's a lot of different ways that you can tweak things and a lot of different ways you can get utility out of it. Um, 
usually the thing for us is, oh, so one of the things about the staples is understanding what the staple is supposed to do for you. Why, like, um, one of the things when you're messing with staples is you want to have a good understanding of what exactly this effect does for you and how it plays into the current environment you're, you're crafting. So, for example, giant growth mostly is a combat ability, you know, and it's one of green's ways to do creature kill because green doesn't have a lot of creature kill. Um, and the idea is if I, you know, use my giant growth, I, I do one of two things with it normally. I either uh, do extra damage that's going to help me win the game or it allows me to survive combat in a place where, well, either allows me to kill the other creature and or survive combat. And so, you know, it's a situational card, but it's a situational card that can help you get rid of other cards. And so in green, it's a pretty staple part of the green's identity. And so we want to make sure to put that in every set. Okay, so let's go to the other, um, the other type of, of uh, tweak. It's a creature tweak. So, um, so the idea of a creature tweak is um, sometimes you want to bring back a creature and you, there's a certain, um, just like there are certain spell staples, there are certain creature things that you need. Now the difference between a creature and a spell is spell are more effect based, which is like, oh, well green needs this kind of effect in combat, so we want to have a giant growth like spell. Um, creatures are more about curve and more about sort of having the right range of creatures that you can play together. Um, and so a lot of times what happens is the reason that we'll tweak creatures is that we want something that this kind of creature provides, um, but something about the original isn't repeatable. Maybe it's a flavor thing, maybe it's a mechanics thing, um, but when you're tweaking a creature, what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring a creature that sort of captures that same sensibility. Um, and just like we have staples with spells, they're definitely creatures that we do on regularity. Um, I think the spell effects are a little more like every single set has a giant growth. I think with creatures, you start saying, oh, uh, like a root wall is a good example. Yeah, a lot of sets have a root wall. And what a root wall is, for those who don't know, it's a green creature with a built-in giant growth. So as a creature that I'm 2-2, two, two, but once per turn, if you spend 2 in a green, I can get plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. So it's sort of a built-in giant growth. So root wall is the kind of thing that, well, not every set has to have a root wall, but a lot of sets do. It's definitely a staple kind of effect that we tend to do. Um, and so the key to creatures, first off, sometimes what you want is... Um, assuming you don't want the exact same creature, is you want what we call functional reprint, which is where we can creatively change it. Um, and what that means is we can change the name and we change the creature type, but pretty much functionality, power, toughness, rules, text box, that stuff's all the same. Um, and the reason we'll do that usually is flavor-based. Usually is we want to make it fit the world and the card we're going to be pulling from doesn't fit the world. Another common thing that we'll do with creatures is sometimes you want to bring back a creature, but there's extra baggage to that creature. Creatures in general tend to be slightly more complicated than spells, just because you have you essentially have something layered on top of a creature. Um, and what we try to do is, I mean, a, a lot of the tweaking is a similar thing. Let's say root walla. Um, with creatures, the easiest way to, t to tweak, uh, tweak it is to mess around with power and toughness. Uh, that's something that spells can't really do. Um, so let's say, for example, I want to have a Rootwalla, 
Well, I could have a 1-1, one, one, I could have a 2-2, two, two, I could have a 3-3. Three, three. I have some ability to sort of dictate how big I want it to be. Um, the one thing that we do now with New World Order is if you're going to change a common creature, if a creature is going to change its stats, we tend to give it square stats a common. So, for example, a Ruwala, which is going to make itself bigger, we tend not to make uh, an uneven stat these days. We will most likely make it a 1-1, one, one, a 2-2, two, two, or a 3-3. Three, three. Um, and usually when we're doing boosts, uh, you'll notice when I was talking about giant growth, um, we usually keep them square. Not always, but we usually keep them square. You know, it's much more traditionally going to be plus two, plus two. Um, there are exceptions to that. There are definitely um, certain colors focused on certain things. Red is more likely to pump power than it is to pump toughness. So there's some, some of the way we, we let, lay out the spells dictate sort of how we make them. But the first place to go is to look is at power toughness. Um, sometimes, like for flavor purposes, we'll change the creature type. Like we'll reprint the card, and the only thing we'll change is the name of creature type. Note that the creature type changes; that's functional, so the name has to change. Um, the other thing that's very common when you're doing tweaks is um, when you're trying to figure out your holes for your your set. Um, a lot of times, the holes in creatures are based upon size. So one of the things that's also common to do is sometimes you print something in a set and then realize that you need to move it around for size. So you end up making a new version of the card, just changing the stats around or changing the cost around or just making a little tiny tweak to it. Um, uh, the other thing that we'll do sometimes with creatures is um, we'll mess around with doing keywords and stuff with them. You know, we'll do uh, what I call French vanilla. Um, sometimes, if you want them to do something, we, uh, we either incorporate the new mechanics or incorporate the old mechanics to sort of tweak it up a little bit. Um, you know, one of the neat things about basic effects, let's take root wall as a good example. We've been making root walls for 20 years, and so we've learned a lot of different ways to make root walls. We've learned, learned a lot about synergies of root walls, and so we've definitely sort of, the more you make of something, the better understanding you have of it. Um, and, and by the way, that's one of the reasons that um, one of the reasons you, you start to get a very good sense of sort of a necessary cards is after you've made, made enough sets, you just start to learn sort of where, where you can lean on, like where are there cards that sort of support more weight. Um, so let me talk a little bit about why. I know whenever I talk about tweaks, one of the comments I get back from people is, you know, why can't we be more adventuresome? And the answer is we are sometimes. It's not like we don't ever make crazy tweaks. But usually the crazy tweaks are at higher rarities. It's something more splashy. Normally a common, the goal of a tweak is not to draw a lot of attention to itself. In fact, the exact opposite. What I want to do when I make a tweak is I want the player playing it, seeing it, knowing the archetype I'm going for, and go, oh, I get it, it's a giant growth. Oh, I get it, it's a root waller. That... The idea of tweaks is not to draw attention to itself. Now, there's exceptions to that. Every once in a while, like I said, with giant growth, we'll make, uh, you know, the giant, giant growth. Um, but other than that, pretty much what you want to do is make something that sort of is strong and functional, but usually splashy is not where functional reprints go. That you want to make something, or, or not even just functional reprints, but tweaks in general. Um, you want to make sure that you understand sort of what role it plays, but then 
the goal of a tweak is kind of to not draw attention to itself. That, remember early on I said 80-20, that, you know, magic is about 80% 80 stuff, 80 stuff you already know, and about 20% stuff you don't know. Um, it's important to make it feel as if everything is pretty, um, that you don't want to draw a lot of attention to things, because one of the keys to making stable effects is just make it feel like normal magic. Um, and a lot of people, I don't know, it's funny, so much of my design talk, so much of what I talk about is about that 20%, it's about the innovation and how to do something we've never done before, and, and it's, a, it's an exciting part of the design, and obviously I get why I talk probably more about it than anything else, because it's the sort of splashy part of the design. Um, but tweaks are definitely one of the most important actual structural deals with um, making sets that you need to make sure that you find a way to get the basic effects that you need, but then you change up a few things so that it plays differently. Um, I'm trying to think of the other... Uh, now, the tweaks aren't restricted to spells or to um, creatures. Um, we'll often tweak artifacts. In fact, a lot of times, um, there's certain staple artifacts that we use on a regular basis. Um, usually, in artifacts, it's either getting you mana... Um, or producing mana, or you know, some basic equipment or something. Um, but a lot of that stuff, like, well, what, so here's another reason that we do tweaks is there's no great reason to reinvent the wheel. That there is not an infinite number of things you can do that really are simple and elegant and play well. And so one of the goals when you're trying to do tweaks is you're trying to figure out kind of the simplest space you can be in. Like, I want to do this effect, I want to be there, but I don't want to chew a lot of design space around it. What's the most minimal impact I can have while accomplishing this task? Um, and I think when people make their own sets, like one of the things that's interesting when you sort of talk to people and they start to design their own sets, one of the things that people underestimate all the time is, is the staples, is getting in the base level effects that they need. Um, now, if people make a design skeleton, that's what's recommended, um, it helps a lot. And then you're more conscious about making sure all the different elements are, are concentrated and included in your design. Um, how are we doing on time today? I'm almost to work. Um, the other big thing about tweaks, I guess I will say, is that there's an elegance to tweaks. That part of what makes uh, a good tweak is that you are finding a way to get the essence of what you're doing in a way that is both familiar and sort of new. Um, and it requires a delicate hand that a really good, like it's kind of funny that when you first start off, you get all excited about your crazy over the top designs. Look at this weird, you know, and over time, what you start to sort of become fond of is when you're able to make like a really elegant tweak, like, like the best tweak is a tweak in which people feel like they've seen it before even though they haven't seen it before. You know, a lot of what the tweak is, is I'm just trying to do the basic things. Now, there is a range, like when you put new mechanics on, on it, there are tweaks in which draw a little bit more attention to themselves. And it, it's, if, if drawing attention to yourself is part of what the design is trying to do, I'm doing this brand new theme. This is part of my theme. I want you to notice that this thing is, is doing its theme, that that's okay. Um, but what you need to be careful is when you do stuff, especially a common, where 
it's more about making people pay attention to how the card is different than it is about just playing the card like a normal function. Um, like the thing I always remember is that cards fall into archetypes and that certain cards do certain things and the reason that we like them is they have a general utility to how do they affect the game. Well, the idea is your goal is not to interfere with that. That when you're making a tweak of something, you're trying to reinforce that, not mess with that. Um, so the most, well, I'll talk most common, I'm almost to work, but the most common mistakes I see when I see, uh, not that I look at a lot of designs, but the few that I, I've been able to look at, um, is that people tend to over-innovate, that they stick too much in, you know, that they their tweaks have too many different aspects to it. That they go, I'm going to make a giant growth variant that does the new mechanic that's in the set and plays into this theme in the set and just, hey, just to be different does this thing. And like, whoa, 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 whoa. One of those is fine. You don't need all of them. That the key to tweaking is subtlety and, and careful deliberation of just finding the right thing that just tweaks it just a little bit differently. Like I said in the beginning, you don't need to change a lot. Um, you, you, can, but you can change a lot by changing a little. Um, that it is very easy to just one simple little change, one simple little tweak, just, you know, because when you're going to play the card, people will recognize the archetype they're playing with, but then you want to figure out, okay, how do I best use this one? This one's a sorcery, but plus four, plus four. This one requires me to tap a creature, but I can play it for free. This one, you know, that there's lots of different giant girls out there. And the key whenever you get a new tweak is to figure out, okay, how is this tweak different? What can I do with it? And the best elegant tweaks are the ones where it gets people sort of thinking, but it doesn't, it doesn't really change its fundamental role in what's going on. Because if you change your role enough, then you stop filling that role. You know, giant growth is meant to sort of promote a certain style of playing green, and so we like to have it. So the reason we make it in the first place is to have that effect. Um, let's see, almost to work. Uh, final, final things on tweaks. Um, when you are making tweaks, one of the things that I always say to people is, A, less is more. Like, change one thing, tweak one thing, make one thing different. Um, and then, um, try to make sure that how you're tweaking it fits into what you're doing. Um, another common mistake I'll see with tweaks is people will make a tweak that like in a vacuum is a fine tweak. There's nothing wrong with a tweak, but that tweak doesn't play to what the set is doing. It doesn't play into the identity of what the set is. That, you know, if I'm trying to do something particular in the set, well, I want my staple effects, if we're going to tweak them, to try to lean in that direction. And the lean can be very subtle, or the lean can be a little heavier depending on sort of what you're doing with it. Um, but, you know, don't... The, the key to a good tweak is kind of like the key to a good poem um, in that you want to sort of capture the essence of what you're trying to do with the least amount of space. Like one of the big things they say about poetry is, you know, convey all you want to convey in the fewest possible number of words. Uh, and that's kind of similar to how tweaks are made, is you want to sort of accomplish your task, you want to make sure that they are... Um, they, they fulfill the role of what they're trying to do. Um, and once again, remember that. Every tweak has two functions. It's filling a basic utility, make sure that it does fill that basic utility, and it is 
leaning in toward what you were doing. It is, it's, it is one tiny adjustment to make the set more your set and lean more in the direction that you want to lean. So use your tweaks wisely, kids. Um, it's, it's an important part of the design process. Every set has tweaks. Um, they allow us to sort of do the thing that we always do, but in a way that makes it a little more novel. Um, so anyway, that is all I have to say on tweaks. So I'm now in my parking space. So we all know what that means. This is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time.